Welcome to the Rhode Island Liberty Report, your source for libertarian commentary on current events in the Ocean State and Southern New England. Coming to you from Rothbard Studios. Welcome to another episode of the Rhode Island Liberty Report. I'm Mike, and here with me, as always, are Bill and Sean. How are you guys doing? Doing pretty good. Doing great. Yeah, I know. It's It's been a, a little while since we did the uh, did the podcast. We had a couple couple weeks in there. but uh, Since then, it's been a little bit warmer. Oh, here we go. And it, it's, <laughs> it's, a today. it's a little cooler today. It was. It did. Oh. A cold front came through, a couple of thunderstorms. Yeah. Yeah. A Gina, Gina's gotten all kinds of trouble since we last talked, oh, right? She's boy, been in the, speaking she's, of cooler and warmer. Yeah, you know, she's been in, uh, been on CNN a lot, all these, she's been doing the circuit, talking about all these different things and, uh, you know, uh, defending uh, the Biden administration's stances on inflation and uh, not doing too good of a job, if I remember. We'll have to pull that up for next time. Well, I think that's good yeah. for the economy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, right. she didn't see any of this coming at all. I mean, I mean, this is kind of what their their bellywick was, wasn't it? Uh, managing the well, fiscal policy and making sure stuff like this and is smoothing off the edges. Isn't that what the whole idea of the Fed behi- uh, policy is? I think you said transitory wrong. Oh, tra- <laughs> transitory, yes. And temporary, too, <laughs> I said temporary. I, I think uh, Janet Yellen, I think uh, they pulled up a, uh, an article from 2017 uh, where she said that she didn't believe there was going to be another financial crisis in her lifetime. Mm. Jeez. <laughs> Here we are. Oh, you, you'd have to think, you know, if you what happens when you increase the money supply. Uh, I don't. Right. I think it, both that comment and her didn't age very well. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> so just they, like her lumber, pre- yeah. yeah. Well, it's funny. I think she's actually uh, uh, retiring. I think after this, so she, I think she's she had enough midterms, and then they're going to pick someone else to leave the treasury. Could it be Gina? Uh, is that's that what a job saying. that she even wants? Right. Well, speculation. Like, what do you think she goes from here? Well, to, that, that's what people are saying. Is she's going to go. <laughs> you know, the, that's the problem. There's a lot of hit articles that say Gina Raimondo from the smallest state. But guess what? She, she could be the next president. Yeah. And here's why. Here's 10 reasons why. Gina Raimondo. And, and you know, obviously, you know, uh, they think that she's like a moderate on these things from the economic policy. She'd be able to reach across the aisle and, and do she all. She has these a great publicist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's in the Forbes and every other thing like that. How do you go from being the governor of Rhode Island to the the Commerce Secretary and on the short list for? I mean, the, the, she is the the quintessential, uh, you know. Uh, perfect candidate for them. She's somebody who appeases the limousine liberals, the corporate, uh, you know, people and everything like that. And, and she also uh, checks all of the intersectional boxes that necessary. Uh, you know, maybe she's not, uh, you know, you know uh, a minority, but she is definitely a woman, and she's definitely, uh, you know, very uh, advocates uh, for the, for that type of uh, policy for sure. So yeah. she, she's she's definitely on the short list. Well, you know. And, and I think we talked about this at the time, but you got to think if I was to select my secretary of commerce, I'd probably do a quick Google search. And then what would pop up, I would, I would find like Rhode Island 50th in business, <laughs> 50th in worst roads, infrastructure, 50th in all these things that she's now touting at a national scale. I, I remember when she first took office, she wanted to like impose additional tariffs on lumber and things like that. When we're going through all that, I, I don't know. <laughs> not, not a good idea. Yeah, it's uh, they have been 180 degrees wrong on every single policy that they've been uh, enacted 
since the start of this pandemic and the shutdown and and now the uh, the monetary. I mean, who could have seen seen something like this coming when they printed trillions and trillions of dollars? It's not like something that we've been talking about on this podcast for, uh, you know, since we uh, have been on the air with it. So uh, and it, this is just the the the, the fruit uh, of their labors, the, the wage of sin is death, as they say. Uh, you know, this is the, the chickens coming home for roost, for sure. You know, talking yeah. about debt, one of the things that Gina left us with was a, a bunch lot, of debt. A yeah. bunch of debt. And yes. it keeps going off. So if you guys uh, normally listen to the podcast, we would uh, talk about some of the metrics. But I thought it'd be fun, since we got this new setup here, to actually uh, go over and take a look-see at what the current debt is. So um, as you can see, it is going up and up. Um, you know, proportionally, you know, the debt's going up, but the spending is going up too, you know, and, uh, probably next episode, we'll go into a little more specifics about the budget. Cause that's a big topic now. Now that we got the guns out of the way, mm -hmm. uh, yeah. we're going to worry about all the, uh, the fiscal policies at the state level and that budget is straight trash as well. So we'll, we'll talk about that <laughs> one next time. But I mean, you guys can see the stats here. I highly recommend it. usdebtclock.org pulled up for Rhode Island here. And, uh, we also see, uh, you know, different metrics if you, if you go to that website you can see the, the bigger picture for the, the federal government and yeah i would not do that right now <laughs> it's really bad yeah and for those that are watching the live stream we have the uh there's no porn tabs open so i feel proud of it <laughs> <laughs> although it is a libertarian podcast hey, so it would be crap you know i guess i have to list off some of these numbers and i didn't come up with a fancy <laughs> metric i was going to do coffee milk uh, this time yeah maybe next time so you know we're, we're our, our spending is at 14.5 and growing billion uh our, our debts 12.6 billion uh they're stealing a whole bunch of money from us and uh, the the biggest trend to, to show every time is that the state is not bringing in enough revenue to compensate for the amount of spending that they're doing. So what is that going to mean? We're going to run a deficit. Now, you'll see a lot of the Republicans uh, in the budget when we when we slam them on it. They'll be like, well, it's in the Constitution that we have a balanced budget. All they do is increase the debt service to complement that. Right. So I don't know if that's an out. Yeah. Doesn't count. <laughs> so, yeah. so uh, it's been pretty. uh Busy in Rhode Island. Yeah, so we've couple, had a probably last week exciting week. Last well, it week. is budget season. We're talking about the 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 debt and uh, you know the ever increasing but uh, the budget every year. What, what, I forget what was it like fourteen billion. Uh, yeah, give them credit. It was like, I think thirteen point six. Okay, but it, it has it hasn't been all the way out oh, there. Yeah. All right, so I, I am I'm rounding up then when I say fourteen. But they did hold like the committee hearings for the budget and things like that. So they oh, did their normal normal you know traditional norms of going through and taking a look at a bill and going through and talking about it in committee and things like that. So that's what they normally do when the, a piece of legislation comes up for yeah. the, 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 the House or, or the Senate, too. There's, but There's a set of rules that they follow that yeah. they all agree on and that yeah. they, they follow those. So that's, yeah. that's usually the normal practice is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, no, normal practice. You would think like, hey, you want to get all the inputs in from the stakeholders, the key speakers, mm -hmm. uh, the people, right? You would want the people to come and, and uh, be able to hear some of the information that's coming out, some of the testimony that's going on for things like that, and be able to provide testimony so that the, you know, our elected officials can hear from the people in their house about these types of things. That's a normal thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. Uh, you know, 
it doesn't surprise me that they they have a rule <clears throat> built in to just you know kind of like the catch all rule, right? Like it's yeah. just you know how, why am I not surprised? Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> just to clarify for for some of our folks out there, so there was uh, there's been some legislation, and I'm sure if you're in Rhode Island, you you know about it, especially um, if you're listening to this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> right. So you know there's uh, been a, a series of gun control legislation that's been entered in. Uh, in you know, it passed through the House with flying colors, and it went up to review at the Senate. Uh, when the Senate came to review it, I believe it was tied in committee, so it failed at committee, the legislation. Yep, and correct. then the, the Senate, they enacted a rule where they were able to, with a majority vote, uh, take uh, the I House. I think it was a two-thirds vote, if I recall. Two-thirds. Right? A two-thirds vote, yeah. Yeah, and then take the House version of that bill and just slam it up and put it right on the floor right, right. away. Unmodified, right? Yep. But they could, but they then they were able to debate on the floor once it was on the floor, and they tried to amend it. The Republicans, several Republicans, tried to. But at that know, point, it's yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's a losing battle. Well, they you know, have, because they've they got two thirds vote to yeah. get to the floor to begin with. So unless there's some technicality that <laughs> yeah. you're able to, you know, filibuster or try to, you know, slow yeah. up the process right. or something like that, it's it's really not going to have it's much impossible. of an effect. Yeah. So there's a few things unpackaged there, um, and I, I, I drafted up some notes here. We, we can start talking about, but just so you know, in case you haven't heard uh, the uh, the bills that were up for for this, and they did, you know. Spoiler alert, they passed through the Senate. We're going to break down some of that stuff here. But, you know, one of them was to make it a felony to possess uh, for an, any individual to possess any semi-automatic firearm magazine, which is capable of holding more than 10 rounds of ammunition. Uh, a violation is a felony up to five years in prison or a fine up to $5,000. Um, then we had another one that made it unlawful for, to possess a loaded rifle or shotgun in public. Also changed the definition uh, of those to make sure they're, they were classified as weapons, uh, be, mostly because I think there are other handling requirements that they've put in other legislation to account for that. And then we've got uh, this other one where they uh, increase the age from 18 to 21 uh, for lawful sale of firearms or ammunition with a couple exemptions in there. So uh, that went to the Senate. It failed in the Senate, and then they enacted that rule to put on the floor. So I will give credit where credit is due. I think that, you know, obviously we have a majority of Democrats uh, that are there and we all kind of saw how that was going to go. Um, uh, so I would like to commend uh, Republicans. I, I don't give you guys much room, but I will say that you guys did put in a good argument for some of these things. Now, the amendments, I know you're trying to do collateral damage recovery here. Uh, obviously, the libertarian stances, well, obviously, the bill w would have been a big no yeah. uh, to begin with. Every single one of those amendments would have been a, a big no. Yeah. And they were trying to at least come up with some mechanism for, hey, can we do 15 rounds? Can we do an right. exemption for certain things? One of the exemptions that they put in as an amendment was uh, uh, for domestic uh, violence victims and things like that. So that, that, to me, I think they did that on purpose because it shows that the, the Democrats really didn't give a shit. No. Anyway, they, they even put on, hey, uh, we want to protect women that have been – you know, targets of domestic violence. We want to make sure that they protect themselves. And their retort was, hey, uh, you can protect yourselves with 2.1 uh, bullets, okay? Yeah. Oh, uh, was it uh, coin? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, they strut, they strut her out every time it's, you know, there's a thing like this because she was a state trooper. Yep. We already know the state police's position on gun control. Well, they, they want to have the monopoly on violence. Yeah, they, they want the monopoly yeah, on violence. They don't... 
They, Why yeah. would you want to be have a job where you went out and have the potential of being shot? Like, yeah. of course, I would not. I'd rather have the the only person that's allowed to have a gun. I mean, uh, of course, that seems like the perfect position. And and, and I saw it again, just in you know uh, some Twitter things here, tweets here and there, and some stuff on Facebook about, you know, what the, the point she was trying to make is you only need X amount of rounds. Then why do the cops carry, you know, quote unquote high capacity? I, Cause I don't like, you know, the terminology is again, bullshit, right? Well, like, do you want, the, yeah, you want right. the real reason or the reason that they give you? That's the real well, reason. Well, right. Yeah, exactly. Right? Well, the, real, the real reason is because they have military surplus and that they have grants that get given out to them and they have uh, parts of their budget because they're not based upon zero-based budgeting. So uh, they need to spend it and uh, make sure they allocate those funds or they won't get the funds again next year. No, no, so, no, yeah, no, I'm well, talking about like why they carry a high-capacity magazine. Well, I, this is what I'm getting you know, 15 at. 15-round magazine. This is or, what I'm getting you know, at is that they, they do because they get the funding to, to, to equip themselves to, to do it just like they have you know traffic cop beats even though they don't get out of their cruises at all yeah There's, i don't think it's it's to protect themselves against what else is out there right, right. that's what the whole the I, argument because is. it's a legitimate reason to carry those rounds to protect yourself against threats right like because that's why you're doing it you know i guess you could go the funding route is how they how they do it but why they do it it's because they need to carry that you know, uh, have that uh, capacity to be able to defend but, themselves. But or do they though? What's that? Well, they they only need two but point. I know. Two well, point I, seven. Well, that's bullets. what I'm saying. If you're going to argue that position, then why aren't the cops only carrying ten round magazines? See, my, They're not because it's a bullshit statistic see, that you're I, quoting. I'm, I'm, I'm tactically, thinking, it's it's stupid. I'm thinking you know? it's two separate arguments. To be honest with you, I mean, I don't think the police officers should have anything more than uh, you know a service revolver or something like that. Because quite frankly, I mean, this is the whole idea that. You know, they need to have larger firepower yeah, yeah, to combat yeah. uh, what's out what there. Who are they combating? It's yeah, not yeah. like they're out fighting, you know, Taliban out in the desert or, you know, Russians out in Ukraine. They're fighting American people. They should. Why? Why do they? Yeah. Why do they need well, an AK-47? Well, that's my question. That's why they, they have a terrible attack. Yeah. What's the chance of you being uh, injured? It is more likely for you to be shot and injured in an interaction with a police officer than it is in any type of mass right. shooting situation. The, the, so so that's the question is why are they the only ones that are going to leave to be the ones that have these high-powered magazines have the carve-out for them? That's right. the thing that doesn't make any sense to me. A, a couple of things you said there I'll, I'll, I'll um, you know, um, connect to here is that one is um, the idea of interacting with the police and the studies have been done as soon as you interact with a cop your chances of um ending in violence exp increase exponentially yes you know, you know gun, gun violence right mm -hmm. um whether you know you're armed or not it, it doesn't matter so that's that's an excellent excellent point but and then the other what was the other um thing you mentioned was the um fact that oh so it's a it's a point i used to argue back when i'd argue this you know now it's I I quit doing it because it's just you know you should have whatever you want, but if you if you're talking to someone and and they're saying well wh what where should you draw the line, I'm like well a reasonable line let's talk let let's talk pragmatically and reasonably, I should be able to carry whatever a cop can carry mm -hmm. because if if there's a tyrannical thing to start happening, it's initially going to start with the cops. Right, you look at the lockdowns and all that shit. That was they they rolled out the cops, state police, and then the national guard. Right, so then there's also a, a, an argument you should be able to possess what the national guard, you know, whatever the government is going to use to oppress you is what you should be able to possess. Um, and the idea that uh, that that, uh, and I see this on the on the the the, the 
the uh, opposition or the, the, the pro-gun side of the argument is they're talking about self-protection, like protect my family, protect my... And I don't see the Second Amendment as that. I, I, you know, my opinion is that's, that's inherent. Like that's inherent. For you to be able to protect yourself and your life with whatever means you're able to acquire is, you know, that that's just goes without saying. The, the, if you want to get down to the, and we've talked about this in the past, <laughs> but the, 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 the root of the Second Amendment is protect yourself against the government, you know? So then, and that's, I, you know, I, I wish we would argue that more, but well, that's what that's, I think people are worried to do that because of what that implies. Well, right? that's, that's why I kind of, I, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, Republicans and otherwise, you know, second amendment advocates will kind of use the long gun loaded long gun, uh, piece of legislation as a throwaway. Well, Oh yeah. Like, well, who's walking around with like, like loaded long arm, you know, you know yep. firearms and, you know, causing a scene and no, it's not something that's an issue in Rhode Island. You don't see people actually doing it, but that's because right now, you know, we're not, we are and to an extent, but it hasn't reached that point where we have been, you know, oppressed to the point where we need to exercise that right. right to show force that this is not the way that we're, you know, want to be governed. And this is something that we are not appreciative of. And if that's something that it actually gets to that point and now there's this arbitrary, you know, law that's on the books to say like, oh, loaded. Again, this this comes down to the same exact thing, the argument that comes in with the uh uh, high capacity magazine rounds and everything like that is is the selective enforcement. They're not looking. They're not going out saying, or at least right now, they're saying they're not. We're going out actively looking for high capacity magazines. Right. Uh, but you know, if you are in, in the course of a crime, you're using a high capacity magazine. Well, here we go into minimum manning, uh, minimum sentencing. Uh, you know, issues that right. again disproportionately hurt certain uh, segments of the population, everything like that, and you further. Uh, follow that whole train of thought. Uh, you know, this, this is this is doing nothing but in, this is doing nothing but injuring uh, the, the average everyday uh, you know, law-abiding citizen that's trying to protect themselves, trying to protect their property, and trying to protect themselves yeah. from the tyrannical yeah. government, as you the, said. The problem with that is such a slippery slope, right? Mm -hmm. So it, the the thing that I, I think people might not realize from this is this legislation has been sitting here for a hot minute. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, it, it was well, sitting and waiting for something to put. They were going to push this anyway. Well, they had the hearings on it last year when you weren't allowed to have access to the state house and everything like right. that. And so they within they uh, withhold public comment this time around mm -hmm. because they because had already, they had it last year. They had the submitted quote unquote the submitted yeah. public comment. They didn't want to have all the uh, people testifying and screaming as they yep. were anyway. But yeah, yeah but, and you know, okay. shout out to those uh, the yellow shirts there. You know, I, I think the funniest thing about watching that that recent Senate um, uh, discussion and, and vote on this stuff is that, it, you know, as these folks are trying to talk, you could hear just volumes of people screaming and echoing mm -hmm. over that. And then, you know, in contrast, you go on Twitter later uh, from all the Rhode Island folks, and you, then you could see all the people in the hallways and, and things like that, and they were really pissed off, and I don't blame them, right? Right. Yeah, and, and you know, I want I want to I want to keep echoing. It's a huge slippery slope, and they it, the, unfortunately, it's a let, let's get this out of the way, right? It's a tragedy what's been happening lately, especially you know we're seeing an uptick in either targeted shootings or school shootings or things like that, and they they're using the death of these children 
to push a narrative where they didn't. It's not like they crafted this legislation to stop that. No. But when you listen to what they were saying on the Senate floor, like this is to prevent those kids from dying here in Rhode Island. And they've, they've had this kind of tucked away and there's nothing. Anyone that's ever touched a gun or has any common sense about this stuff could tell you that that's not what would have prevented this. There's so many other ways that we have to target this particular solution and, and, and think about this problem. And the, the, the answer isn't not to do this because I guarantee you, and you know, the, the funny thing, maybe we'll get into this in a little bit, but you know, people are just going to go buy more guns. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. the end result of this. I'm going to go buy. Well, pe- well, I don't want to say that on camera. So. <laughs> like, just because I lost all my guns in a boating access prior to moving to the state of Rhode Island. <laughs> Rhode Island already had some of the strictest gun laws in the country. I think we were ranked you know, on the top, you know, 15 in, in some of these, you know, rankings that they have and stuff like that. So I'm sure we'll move up with this particular ranking. Um, so, I mean, it's not like it was an initial, uh, we were some outlaw Texas state or something like that where anybody can go out and, you know, and, and again, that's I'm, that's even hyperbole because that's not the, the case there. Uh, but the idea that we've already experienced uh, our rights being compromised in the state to a significant extent and that we've already compromised on our second amendment rights a significant extent so to sit here and say well these pieces of legislation are common sense gun control well what the heck was the last pieces of gun control that that you passed you know every single session it seems like there's a new set that they're trying to push through and this is what exactly what they do is that they use tragedy to push a narrative and take another chunk, take another piece, take another, take a mile. And they, 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 Dominic Ruggiero, who's got an A-plus rating by the NRA, said, oh, you know, I, I, I saw this situation and, you know, I think about my own grandkids and what would I do about it and if I could have done something. And, you know, this is the fatal flaw of having uh, democratic leadership and people who uh, think government is the solution is that, you know, we have to do something. Right. And that's not necessarily the answer because the government isn't the answer. There's, there's a a million of other ways to solve this problem without uh, getting government involved. And the least of which is to go ahead and take guns and the rights away from law abiding citizens, because they're not the ones that are the problem. That's, that's the the bottom line. Yeah. No. And, and, you know, it's funny, a couple of things to, to kind of, hit on here one is the the semantics of of this right and i want to talk about that just because the people listening to this are, are often well i'm going to assume are going to be pro-gun and they they're going to get mad when they hear us say things like assault weapons and high capacity magazines and things like this right um and saying well there's no such thing it's a standard capacity magazine because it's what the magazine they give you when you buy the 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 weapon whether it's a you know 15 round mag for a glock or a you know 30 round mag for an ar um I, you know it's irrelevant even if even if it was a high capacity magazine you should be able to own it right that's so that's our position the language does not matter if you want to call it an assault weapon i don't care I should be able to own it. Like it, you know, and it, it doesn't matter. The, the language that they use doesn't matter. Right. So, so that's, that's just something I wanted to kind of, you know, disclaimer put out there when people's heads are blowing up as they listen to us talk. The other thing is, um, is the, um, uh, the, the, you know, how long they've been waiting to do this, right? Like Sean, like it's a, it's a, what is it? The Saul Linsky never let an art, you know, a crisis go to waste mm-hmm. kind of thing. They, and, and we had retweeted a screenshot of a tweet and I forget if it's the Rhode Island Co- coalition against gun violence or one of the men, Linda Finn or one of those people that tweeted something like we've, I've been waiting 10 years for this. Yeah. They will wait. 
they will they will wait and wait and wait and when they find the opportunity they will push and it's kind of like what we talked about last time right like they are so i hate to use the word smart but you know dedicated to this that they will they will wait they'll wait decade they'll wait a decade to get what they want going through and they'll put it then they'll try every year and knowing that it probably won't go and they keep trying and they keep trying and they keep trying and then they start wearing people down and, and, and then they push, right? And, and that's exactly what happened. So um, something else I want to talk about, and maybe this can dovetail into something that you were talking about um, before we went live, Bill, um, is the, um, the um, geez, I lost my train of thought, um, Republican. Um, Candidate for governor? No, 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 no. <laughs> it has to do with, with, with that, but it was the, uh, geez, I'm going to have to edit that out. <laughs> uh, I was watching live. Anymore, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, th- this will go out as a podcast too, but, um, uh, it's okay. How about this? Uh, Mike, if you could do me a favor, there's yeah. one, uh, image that we got cooked up there. Yep. We could throw that on the screen called a uh, FUD slope. So I think that goes into some of the things that we were talking about here. Um, to, to, and, and this is a meme that I saw floating all, all the way around. We shared it on our Twitter as well. And it's something that, that kind of just illustrates our point here, right? Is that, you know, that think these little things that they're whittling around. You guys look back at last session; they took a little bit away. The session before that, I think they banned the ghost guns or whatever, right? So they're they're doing these systematic little things, and it's never going to be enough. Even though you know, I I can't point to you know the gun violence statistics in Rhode Island, but those and you know with the people that uh, put put these bills up, right? They don't care about that because they're marching to the national narrative. Because you know they they said we don't want this to happen to the kids. We don't want this to happen in Rhode Island. So we have to be stricter on this stuff. But Bill, you said we're one of the more strict states uh, in terms of gun control already, right? So do we have? God forbid, I'd never want that to happen. I've got two kids in school. I never want something like that to happen. But the way that our legislation is going through those different sources or, or coming up with solutions, you know, I'm going to steal one of Bill's phrases here, but you know, it's a solution looking for a problem. Right. And, and, and this doesn't answer any of that. Uh, if you guys go to go to my Twitter feed or Liberty, or I forget where we posted it from. But it's one of those things where this doesn't solve anything. I think I found a, a, a compliant 10 round magazine that's in the shape of a star that actually gives you like 50 rounds. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah plus one in the chamber. Right. Yeah. So you can have, you know, w- with that, you can have uh, access to 51. Right. That's high capacity. Right. Uh, right. So it, it's just one of those things where we got to be careful what we're, what we're talking about here. And they're they're whittling this down over and over. And you guys could see on the meme right there. This is this is this is I mean, it, it's it's funny at the end, but it's really sad because this is literally what what's happening right here in Rhode Island. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um, no I remember what I was going to I was going to say. <laughs> yeah. The beer. Maybe we should leave off the beer on the, <laughs> the live stream. Let me let me put this back here real quick. Um, so how did this get to the floor, right? Like for years, I was talking about years and years, Mattiello was the firewall oh, yeah, I know, right? against getting gun legislation. Look, I am no fan of Mattiello, right? Like I'm not, I, I even hate to say that there's, you know, he was helping us, but the reality is he was a firewall for a lot of gun control legislation who let it get to the floor of the house. Mm-hmm. And in the, Republican, we, I think we've talked about this last year. <laughs> in the Republicans' infinite wisdom, they ran Benton Fung against Benton Fung, right? It's it's um, Alan Fung's wife against Mattiello and won 
and now and what happens? What happens? Yep. So you 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 have a Republican, but the Republican one vote. <laughs> gets the- yeah, no, and it's it, all the effort and time and, and resources it's, that went into that one race, and it's for it's for that statement. You know, oh, we took out the Speaker of the House, and it's like a referendum on you know. And I mean, it comes back to the fact that the Speaker is is completely too powerful in the state, and that there's no reason why he should have the power that he has. Um, but it's a double-edged sword in certain aspects. We don't like it in this particular aspect. Uh, you know, again, if you had uh, Speaker Mattiello in charge, he would have, uh, pr- you know, probably protected us. Again, we, d- we don't know. You know, he, we get, it, it could have happened, right? It we don't have, know because of the pressure of this, the, this. the incident and, it, again, the opportunity, and they took advantage of this opportunity and, and played on emotion and used the, literally stood on the bodies of dead children to get their their position across. But... And then I don't know, I mean, Dan McKee, I don't think he was any strong advocate for the Second Amendment per se, but he's he's definitely gung-ho about signing these legislations mm-hmm. as soon as possible to get them enacted in, in, into into policy. So, I mean, yeah. that's not doing you any good either. Um, so, I, I don't know. I mean, who else, who, who else is out there? I mean, is there... Um, I don't know. You think the Republican candidate <laughs> would be able to... You would think so, wouldn't yeah, you? That's I a pretty know. easy answer. Right. Yeah, you would think, right? Like, that's... So. I, I don't know because uh, so who's running for who's the front runner for Republican? Well, what is their stance on gun control? Well, I think there's only one candidate, isn't there? Like, I mean, pretty easy answer, right? Yeah, you would think, right? Like, um, uh, what was I going to say? So the uh, the the whole the whole thing is uh, that the republic the uh, Republican governor is Ashley Kalis, who is uh, running for uh, the Republican ticket. She came out of nowhere. Uh, I, I don't think she lived in the state for more than three months before she declared that she was actually going to run for office. Uh, she got some big, uh, I guess she used to live, she was a boxer from Smithfield or something like that when she was a kid. A fighter. A fighter, a fighter. for the state of Rhode Island. Oh, Sean, are you, the, are you the voiceover for those commercials? Shit. <laughs> <laughs> You're um, a capitalist. It's, so, uh, yeah. Hey, you know when there's an opportunity, you got to take it. Am but I right? um, she, she got one of uh, the uh, contracts for the COVID testing sites believe it or not yes and um apparently she was not playing well in the rhode island pool and um they were very upset with ashley kalis and she had some friction with uh uh, the governor and the department of health and who knows whoever so i think she just got fed up and decided that she was going to run for governor and uh as hold on a second so you're telling me there's a republican that was working for the covid regime Mm -hmm. and now they're running for governor Yes, and I, it seems to me that she had it was a, a pretty substantial contract she got through the state. She she underbid a lot of other people, but it was still a, a multi million dollar contract. Um, and and uh, she bought a nice house in Newport, and uh, she's upset with the way everything's running, and she's she's going to run for governor. And because they have absolutely nobody else to run for governor, um, she's come the front runner and i think she's basically self-funding at this point the rhode island gop has come down to propping up someone that supported the covid regime i just want to make that very clear i'm hearing that correctly it it gets even better than that because she's not only supported the covid regime she's also uh as the the topic as we were beginning into uh not very good on the second amendment um and i i don't know what hold on hold on the the republican stance i've i've heard now i'll 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 critique republicans all day about the second amendment and you know trump with his red flag logs take the guns first right but i know in rhode island the, yeah, I, I saw the votes uh, at the Senate when I was watching that, and they all of the Republicans voted ag- against it. 
That's clear cut. Like, no. They voted against it, but the Democrats voted for it, and we have a Democratic governor who's going to sign it into law. Yeah, so the Republicans won in, in that case. Well, you would you would think so, but um, what do you mean? we we don't have a, we don't have a firm answer on that. So, um, if anybody was paying attention to the Tara Granahan uh, episode, uh, yeah. So, what's her she, position? She did right? an interview, <laughs> and uh, she spent the better part of uh, the end of the episode, uh, the end of the, the the segment, I guess, explaining about her stance on gun violence. So, let's get a little taste of this and see see how uh, the Republican front runner for governor feels uh, about these these bills themselves. Okay. Uh, this is doing it. Um, it certainly feels political. Um, I can't think of any other motivation other than that. So I do think that that was um, not respectful of the office, but I'm over it. Like that meaning, like, let's just move on. Let's have a process to resolve disputes and let's focus on new leadership who just won't do that. Okay, if I've got to hold you. I hold on. All right, I've got about what no, he did. I, all right, yeah. all right. I got to hold you. Uh, 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 tighten up the answer just a tiny little bit because I want to squeeze in a little bit more. <laughs> so here we and go. I don't, yeah, I don't so want to not hit on a couple of things. So I want to, if we can briefly Absolutely. ask you, the gun laws Absolutely. caused some controversy. What's your uh, Second Amendment stand? Would you have approved these bills going into law? Well, well first of all, before we even go any further with this, um, what, what what is the libertarian stance on these laws? Just in case anybody isn't. <laughs> like painfully aware of what it is. Yeah. Uh, no, no, unequivocally. Yeah. No, so if not we, even close. In in the world where we have a libertarian governor, uh, every single piece of gun legislation would be vetoed. So uh, that just answers that question. Well, right not there. only that, but it's it's simple because it says in the federal and state constitution shall not be shall infringed. Not be infringed. Uh, that's that's si- pretty- quick quick sidebar the Rhode Island constitution is even more cut and dry yeah there there's no like the the, the left will use the you know try to you know use the wording of the second amendment to confuse people the, no. the, the the Rhode Island state constitution is cut and dry. It says the, the right to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. There's no preface. There's no after it's a simple line. And and there's and there's also there's Democrats that also voted against some of these pieces of legislation, right. too. Correct. Okay. Yep. Just so we know. So here's the Republican. Okay. So these bills are, according to the governor, and I, I believe what he says, he's going to sign the bill. So in terms of hypotheticals, I, um, I'm not going to do them because I believe that they're going to be signed. I, he said he's going to do it. Now, in terms of what we have left, right, and people saying they care about violence. Well, wait, so hold on a minute. So – she basically right there said that for these particular bills, she's not governor yet, and they're going to get signed. So it's a hypothetical and a moot point is what I gathered from that. Again, this is an exercise, right? Like this yeah. is an exercise to, to, so if to you were feel, go- get a if feeling you, for where her position is. If you were governor, if you were in the seat today, right. where would what you would be? done? Okay. She, but she's tap dancing. We right. answered that in, in less than a second. The answer is no. It's no. Yeah. And so, like, it's not and even. We're still going. And again, so, so she's basically, she gave her non-answer. Now here's the fluff. We still have a lot of work to do. We need to make sure that we address the mental health crisis, right? And so. All right. Let me just stop right there real quick, too. This mental health crisis is a complete red herring, and it's completely contradictory to what they're trying to accomplish with this, this gun legislation to begin with. So first of all, we go back to statistics. Uh, people with mental illness are substantially, statistically less likely to commit violent crimes than normal people are. 
they're actually very more likely to be a victim of a violent crime than normal people are too. So to sit here and to say that this statistically vulnerable population is somehow the cause of gun violence in this country is one of the most disingenuous and like evil things I can think people can put on these people because yeah. maybe there's some correlation where some people who have done these crimes have had mental, had issue. mental issue, but right. that does no, not by any mean to say this is a mental health issue. And we're going to put this blanket statement right. on everyone that implies that people with mental health in this. Second of all, it's counterproductive because um, what, what are the red flag legislation do, does for this type of thing? It puts a uh, 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 ability for people to come and confiscate your personal property and your weapons. If you're deemed to be some type of a threat. Now, if they're going to be able to use some type of mental health diagnosis or some type of you know, instance as a reason to come take your, your, your firearms away, isn't that creating a disincentive for people to go seek help out of fear that, that them seeking the help that they need, because maybe they're not particularly a, a threat to other, what mm -hmm. are most people with mental illness actually a threat to right. themselves? Yeah. And so you're talking about somebody who is quite possibly having going through problems is more likely a threat to themselves than anybody else. And you're creating a stigma out there that's preventing them from getting the help that they need to, to save their own. And that is just a completely irresponsible thing. And I hate, I hate it when Republicans say, well, we got to address the real issue, which is what the mental health issue is in yeah. this country. And that's not what the issue is at all. It's absolutely not what the issue right. is. And, and I'll go even simpler. Even if it is a mental health issue, let, let's say it is, it's not the government's responsibility no. to deal with it. No, it's not their responsibility. So there's, right, there, right there, it's it's there's it's a bunch of crap. There's plenty of things again in in if in a, in a in a functioning society and, and things working the way uh, without uh, you know government intervention and, and, and bastardizing the the, the, yeah. the process, you you end up with situations and again. The, and, and what, what's the what's the good of all of this? Again, you've you've prevented people from seeking the care they need, and also this is all on on record now. And then this stuff happens, and come to find out, they didn't they missed all the signs, or they didn't follow up, or something gets stuck in a folder somewhere, and they didn't find out about it. And it should have been prevented, but it wasn't. And the laws were already on the books that do the things that they claim that these common sense gun legislations are supposed to be doing. And the incompetence of the bureaucracy of government failed to act and to, to respond to it. And that's the real tragedy of the whole entire thing is that we put our faith in these people to protect us and they just fall flat on their face every single time. Well, it's because of those extra bullets. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's, uh, that's, that's the thing. And, and then you could, you could bring up the points of, you know, when, when you look at it and you, you'll see incidents where they didn't even use a high capacity magazine or anything like that. I think today I read an article, uh, I forget where in the country it was, but there was actually a, a mass stabbing, right? So there was, there was a, you know, the people take the, the mass shooting, what is it like three or four people or something mm -hmm. like that? Yeah. With, I, I heard that there was a uh, three to four people stabbed today in, in some sort of incident. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things where if someone is in that position where they intend to do harm, they are going to be, there are more guns than people in this country. You know, if, if someone has in their mindset that they're going to go ahead and do something like that, it's not the inanimate object. It's a, it's a tool at that point. Yeah. And Bill, you're more of a statistics guy than I am probably. But like, if you like to, to your point, Sean, if you were to take the amount of guns that are in the country and the amount of shootings that actually happen with those that are, you know, um, like do all the math on that. It, it, 
we should everybody should be shooting each other right like according to the, to, to the the gun control um proponents and you know that's according it, to twitter too well yeah well. exactly it's it's absolute nonsense so it's yeah it's well from ridiculous from a, just a purely from so i'm insurance individual risk management this right. is what we talk about uh from a purely risk management situation when you're going anywhere you're looking at four different options for how you're going to address the situation and you know uh, we, i like to talk about the transfer of risk because that means buying insurance that means coming <laughs> to me and, and, and buying a policy and and we can do a financial transfer of that risk and we can take that uh, away from you uh but for the rest of your risk will get sponsored by a, like a <laughs> like a gun you know well, the, the rest of the risk management strategy uh, goes into the idea that uh, you're going to avoid the risk. You're going to not go to the crime-ridden areas at late at night because that's going to be a dangerous uh, type of situation. Uh, the other situation is, too, is to retain the risk. Now, if you're going to consciously, if you're a pacifist or something like that, and you're going to retain the risk of living in this life, you know, power to you and stuff that's like that. That's your choice. But there's another situation where it's calling controlling the risk. And that means putting yourself in a situation where uh, you're either going to avoid the risk and stop the chain of events that uh, make you become a victim, or you're going to... Um, uh, put you in a situation to uh, mitigate any any the, the extent of, yeah. of, of how bad. So if that you is. have to go somewhere, you're going to carry a firearm, exactly. or you're going to do whatever it takes to make yourself in a better position. And you exactly put the yeah. the, the nail on the head right there. You carry a firearm. You're, the government is essentially taking away people uh, an option, a risk management strategy that is a viable one for people to protect themselves, their family, and their property. And not only are they taking away. But they're not compensating you for it either, which is the other really, you know, the the unlawful search and seizure uh, aspect of this and the private property, uh, you know, the, the government uh, taking that from you is just, uh, I mean, it's maybe they're not physically taking it from you, but they're effectively taking it from you. Yeah. Um, and I, it, again, so I, I not like these are the these these types of, of, of issues where we've been talking for, you know, what, three, four minutes right here just about this type of issue. These are the substantive questions that right. people want answers to but the the real answer people want is the yes or no answer and we still haven't gotten that from miss kayla so no. for for the record just to remind everyone it the answer is no no just, just before libertarian stance yeah. is no just before you play one one other thing that before i forget it again is um the the idea that um the, the again the pro gun control proponents will will use is how many mass shootings there were in the past week or a month or et cetera. The, the, it's, again, Bill being a statistics guy, it's the way they gather that information, right? They're also counting gang violence, you know, gang on gang violence is a mass shooting or so, like, you know, all that type of stuff, criminal activity as mass shootings. This isn't, these, you know, they say there's, you know, last week there were 60 mass shootings in the United States or whatever the number, you know, I'm just throwing it out there. Um, that's not somebody walking into a church and shooting up the church. That's not 60 people walking into a school. And, and you know, that's it, it, the, 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 the way they define this. Again, it's so arbitrary. It's, a, it's a just a bunch of bullshit. It's yeah. a liberal interpretation so of it. Of what it's it is, nonsense right? that, that they, they use to. And again, it's, it's, it's calamitizing the negative side effects of firearms while 
downplaying downplaying the tremendous benefits of right. firearms. And that's and I mean that's something you can't talk about. All these people who are talking about it, they all are protected by firearms. So yep. Yeah, so that's, yeah, that's that, the thing, that, right? Is they never talk about the good guy stories where there's the good guy with the gun no. and he prevents something like that, you know? And I, I want to, before you go back to that, I just want to point out, like, in, in all my uh, listenings for all this stuff that they try to propose all this stuff, no one talked about the Rhode Island statistics. Oh, yeah, exactly. Right, and yeah. that, I think that's a really big problem is because we're we're dancing to this national drum beat. They're getting fed this bullshit legislation from someone else, which, by the way, this same similar legislation, especially on the MAG capacity, is already at the, uh, the, the federal court level for California right now because in California they put a MAG uh, a capacity limit in, and the, fire, or the higher court said, hey, we think that's unconstitutional. You need to stay that right now. So what does Rhode Island do? Rhode Island puts the same fucking legislation in, knowing that it's already under review. Almost verbatim. If I was even a moderate, I'd say, hey, let's wait until until we see what happens if the same thing uh, from California goes through. But no, they just want, again, we saw this during COVID, right, where the CDC would write a memorandum and they said, oh, you don't have to pay rent anymore because the CDC says for, right? And then, you know, months later, the Supreme Court says, hey, that's unconstitutional. You don't have the authority as a federal agency to do that. I I wonder if their strategy on that is to see how many people will actually comply and in their their mind, you know, say there's 20%. 20% of people comply. Um, that's 20% of, you know, less mags in, you know, again, quote unquote, high capacity magazines there are available. I don't know. Yeah, it's I'm just showing that you, out there. You can but. drive to New Hampshire and uh, buy as many as <laughs> you fucking want. Don't say that outside. And, firework, and fireworks too. <laughs> okay, let's, let's see what, okay. what this lady has to say. The answer is no. <laughs> so I hope that we are going to do the hard work because people are saying they care about violence. So with me as governor, you would you would get me, you know, right now saying, what are we doing to address the mental All right, health crisis? But would you have, are the, we insuring school visits? Ashley, yeah. would you have signed those, if, if the bills come to your desk, <laughs> as they again. are, would you sign all three of them? I, um. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? How long was that silence? The Republican Party is putting forward someone against the, you know, the incumbent, whoever's going to be from the Democratic regime, and they're not moving forward. And the answer to any of this, if I was to put a Republican hat on, a moderate hat, or the MAGA hat, whatever hat you fucking wear in that party, the answer is no. Like straight up. Would you have? Are the, we insuring school visits? Ashley, yeah. Would you have signed those if, if the bills come to your desk as they are? Would you sign all three of them? I um, five seconds. <laughs> five Mississippi's. I don't think it addresses the problem, and we have some of the strictest uh, gun uh, legislation. In so the is country. that a no? You would you would not have signed. Them. <laughs> you know I. Everybody says I'm not from here. So I was in Chicago, which is one of the more violent cities with even stricter gun laws. And I can tell you that um, we treated 
we were on level one trauma. I had ORs that dealt with that. And we dealt with a So right there. So I what was, does that have to do with the well, price no, of it, deep it, dish pizza in no, Chicago? But it has something to do with it. I was in Chicago with some of the stricted gun laws in the country, and it didn't work there. So why would I support these ridiculous gun laws that they're passing right now that aren't going to have any type of effect in Rhode Island as they had no effect in Chicago? So, of course, I would have vetoed every single one of those votes, uh, those bills, and made the, the General Assembly go back and vote and do a standing count of who voted. That's what, that's what your answer of a pro-2A candidate would be, and not instead of, oh, I li- I'm from Chicago and there's a bunch of violence, so that's why I don't know if I would sign the bill. It's like, <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Seriously. Yeah. Um, you know, gun injury. Understood. And I just, I have to, I have to keep this, it, so. I have to, I have to almost, I have to go. So I just wanted, you know, people want to know your stand. The Second Amendment folks want to know. So you're saying yes, you would sign them or no? I'm, not, I'm, I'm saying that I don't think it solves the problem. And my challenge right now, <sighs> my challenge, which is serious, because if we say we care about this, we need to follow through. With I know. I just the need the answer, though. I mean, people want to know. Holy yes or shit. no? Would you want more time to look at them? I don't believe. I, I do not believe that they are helpful. And the thing that I care about is results. So now that it's done, and the governor is going to sign the bills, that governor, not me as governor. So this is going to happen. My question is: Are we going to address mental health, and are we going to make sure our schools are safe? Because I care about the things. I he is signing those bills, right? Yes. And so now I. So. <sighs> It's been three minutes. Yeah. And she hasn't answered the question. She hasn't answered the question yet. It's been three whole minutes so far. I'm going to make a declaration right here. The only 2A party in Rhode Island is the Libertarian Party of Rhode Island. Absolutely. If that is the person that is carrying your water, that that blows my mind. Uh, Again, the, the standard bearer, potential standard bearer for the Republican Party of Rhode Island is, is, you know, yeah, by all accounts, is going to be her, and, and, and she's not even going to try to get the gun or the capacity back or remove those things. She could have sent a million after she said no. She could have said a million other things after yeah. that. Oh, there's there's still more. Do you want any more? No, no <laughs> way. This way. Let's this do it. About the people of Rhode Island, which means are our children going to be Stupid. safe in schools, and are we going to address the mental health? Understood. Crisis? So, so I just, <laughs> I know you're going fast and furious. I just, I'm just asking you. I'm taking it. You'd say no that you that, that, How many times that they don't do like enough. You would four not or five sign times them. She's asked her. I mean, all of the Republican amendments were, were rejected. I, you, you, I'm get, I'm not, all right, no, I don't, no, don't want to end this on a bad note. The amendments were trash too, Ashley. No? I'm sorry. I think I think I've said I, I'm sorry, and I guess I you just want the yeah, I, the one word answer. Which yes, I guess we do. That's what we that want. I'm not great at yes. right? Is that it's, it's, it's I want the other no. stuff. No, I do not think that that will prevent violence. Okay. I have lived in a violent city. I Taxation is theft. Goal, every single gun law is unconstitutional. Yeah. Period. Exactly. I don't think it does it. And I challenge people to address the real problems. And that's what you need in a leader is somebody who's okay. going to say, okay, mental health, school safety, do it now. All, all that right, sounds I like to you. me, so yep. sorry, yeah, all that sounds like to me is she's going to dump more state money into whatever other solution that she's working on and not right. work to she, actually do she, anything to it. Well, that's yeah. her big thing. She's the education governor. She wants to dump all of the state money into education. And, and, and hell yeah, big government. And, yeah, exactly. and again, that's your big government. I don't want to I don't want to argue education, but my position personally <laughs> is if you abolish the fucking government education system, you yes. won't have to worry about the, the government. Those schools will protect themselves, yep. you know. Well, if you have a- well, here, well, here's a good point. Like, so I think it was Linda Finn 
Um, so obviously against the, the all this or, or for all this gun control that they just passed. But guess what? Also against or retweeted people that oppose um, security or at least cops in schools, SROs in schools. Yeah. So what are you doing? Yeah, right? Like you, you just let it like, do you really want to protect the children in the school or do you? And again, I, 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 I don't think cops should be in schools either because I don't think school should be public they think that guns are bad and guns are evil so having guns and sros in schools bad and evil and it's yeah. like well you don't understand that like yeah like guns save people just as much as they hurt people too that's like kind of the whole point who who do they call when yeah. someone's shooting up the school yeah, they exactly. call the cops because the cops have the guns yeah, like and they come here and prevent the parents from going in and saving the children well that's a yeah that, that we we can go <laughs> no, not that fucking rabbit hole but yeah yeah i mean who's who's gonna be uh, you know what maybe this will work itself out in like 10 years right because if they defund the police who's going to enforce the gun control right right that's 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 the main point here so we got 50 more seconds you think she turns it around in the last yeah, yeah she has to you think right, we right, should right. be roof for her i don't know let's see <laughs> get that on the record we'll have another conversation i'm sure i appreciate your time Ashley Kalis. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Oh, I guess no. You love Lala oh, we cut, we cut out. Oh, that was it. it that was, was it. That was it. Uh, so the, so. the Republican Party of Rhode Island has come out, eh, I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. On, on this gun control stuff. What is if, your if I was a Republican in Rhode Island, I would be pissed off right now. What is your stance on the Second Amendment? Five seconds of dead air. That's that's right. what their stance on the Second Amendment is. Five seconds of dead air. If that's your issue in Rhode Island, you, you, you can't. I'm going to appeal because there are some good um, Republicans out there on gun control, right? David I will Place say is good. good uh, Jessica Della Cruz. Cruz in the Senate. Like, they're a good. Come on over. Yeah. Come on over. Abandon that sinking fucking ship. Yeah. Like, it's been sinking for 80 years, mm -hmm. you know? Why not? be part of something that, that, that you can be proud to say, I was a plank member of yeah. a revolution in Rhode Island yeah. and, and abandon the Republican party and come over to libertarians. And, that, and that's what I see in like the comment section on this. Cause everyone in the, in the two way community in Rhode Island is talking about this stuff right now. And they're saying, Oh, well we got to vote the Democrats out and this and that. you can't listen to the candidate for the Republicans and say, yeah, well, that, you know, she's almost there. That's your stopgap. That's like, hey, we put all of our eggs as Republicans. Hey, we get a Don Cherry every once in a while. Yeah. Or, you know, somebody that's like, you know, a, a, a John Chafee, you know, somebody that we're like, oh, okay. Well, we got somebody who's decent that's a Republican, and we can put them up to keep the uh, the parents in charge of the, the crazy uh, the Democrats in the General Assembly. But, no, it hasn't even been that for the last you know, six, seven, eight years, whatever the hell it's been. So, yeah. And, and, you know, I, I will say, you know, we're, we're crapping on the Republicans a whole lot right now, but what I will say on the floor, let's talk about the Senate. I, w I was very impressed uh, by, you know, Dela Cruz and, and Rogers. They, they were the ones that were holding the yeah, microphone. They were trying to do something. And, and I, I feel that, that, that is of some value. They were, they were giving very good points and they were pointing out the fallacies just like we are right here saying, Hey, this isn't actually going to solve the solution. And what I hated the most was like the response to that, where you've got the people saying, no, I don't care. I, whatever you're saying, I'm going to say no to it. Yeah. I don't care about the domestic violence victims. I don't care about, you know, this fringe case that you brought up or this amendment to, you know, give an exemption to this particular person. It's equivocally. No, I don't 
don't want any of this. And what they don't see is that this isn't going to solve the problem at all. I'm, yeah. I am going, I'm not going to say that on camera. We're on camera now. Um, <laughs> people are going to buy more guns. They're going to buy more magazines right now because McKee's not signing it until next week. And it's very easy to get them. They can drive to another state and they will get them. They can buy other magazines that are even meaner, but they're legal by your law because you didn't put any thought into the actual crafting of the solution because you picked an arbitrary number because some fucking senator said 2.1 to 2.7 ammo that, uh, rounds. That's all you need to defend yourself. No, it is not the government's responsibility at all to tell me how to defend my family right. at all. What, and, you know, I you know I, I got into some pissing matches on Twitter, and I had a guy that was actually legitimately scared of guns, and that's why we have to do that. And, listen, this is a, a big world, and... People, especially in Rhode Island, and we saw this over the past couple of years, yeah. are okay with this nanny state. Someone else is going to come and protect me. And that's not the case. And we, that's a culture change, right? So in, in order for us to make any progress for this, people have to take, this is going to be groundbreaking, mm. personal responsibility. I know, it's, right? it's not someone else's responsibility to protect you or to provide for your family. Yeah, no, I, I I can't say much more to that. That's that's yeah, it's spot on. But it's it is frustrating. It it's frustrating, and it's even frustrating with some in the quote unquote gun community that don't see this as a problem either, right? Like, you know, I it's funny. I um, shoot at um, Warren and Tiverton uh, Rod and Gun Club um, for years, and I, I I went there one day, and I had. I borrowed a friend's AR and, uh, and you know, I shoot and I had, a, you know, it, it had a 30 round magazine. It was his, not mine. Of course. <laughs> and, uh, currently legal. There was a guy who was shooting at the, at the club and he was obviously a, what, what do I call it? A target shooter, right? Like he, you know, he was like a bullseye shooter, that kind of guy. And he was flabbergasted that I had a magazine and this is probably 10 years ago. But he was um, like, is that is that legal? He was from Massachusetts, so he's a member of the club they from have Massachusetts, the and yeah. they they do have a band. So he, he was completely ast like amazed that, and and was you know almost insistent that that you're not allowed to have that you know that kind of thing. <coughs> Frustrating, right? Um, but yeah, it, it's just it's it, it's so uh, part of my problem personally is someone who literally joined the military at age 17 was in, you know, in the infantry, like in, like around guns was my job. That wasn't like a, a you know, mechanic or whatever, but it, it was like, I look at it as a tool, right? Like a carpenter views a hammer, you know, it, it doesn't, it doesn't even phase me about the, you know, the, the, I shouldn't say the the lethality of it because I un completely understand that, but I, I view it as a tool. It, it's a, it's an object that can like some people will see it sitting on a table and completely freak the fuck out, right? Yeah. Like it's it's not even you know uh, does like I said it's like a a hammer to a carpenter, it, it, but that that's part of the problem too. I think we don't and have that people that are people don't understand the what it is, right? But you also don't have these same people. And we've talked about this again in past episodes, but. People that aren't, these people aren't advocated for gun safety classes in schools, mm -hmm. right? Like they're not advocating for that where you can teach children about guns and, and, and remove the mystery from it and, and kind of um, ha have them understand 
the, the, the power and the, the, the danger and the responsibility that comes with a firearm, you know, there's nothing about that, right? Like that would go a, a long way to, to, um, you know, uh, solve some of the problems. Right. And, it, and yeah. it's just, it's frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think what might be fun and maybe, you know, aside, you know, maybe Ashley, if you're listening, I'll, I'll send you the link, Ashley, <laughs> you know, something so, to, <laughs> to, to prep you for next time. So there's this thing called the constitution, right? Republicans love the constitution. And, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I took a couple bits from the constitution. Um, I don't know if I have anything for that. Okay. No worries. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I forgot what I sent you. Um, you know, so let's, let's, uh, you know, let's get back to the bill of rights. Right. So I'm going to read a, a couple direct lines, uh, from, here because that's where the the good bit comes in for the bill of rights right so the bill of rights uh it was an amendment to the constitution right and it's a grouping of amendments right the conventions of a number of states uh having at the time of their adopting of the constitution expressed a desire in order to prevent misconstruction or abuse of its power so they they put out the constitution and said hey we want to make without a shred of a doubt that these things are explicit and and remember the constitution isn't written to give you rights, right? It's meant to constrain the government in this case, you know? And so reading right from the bill of rights, um, and as extending the ground of public confidence in the government to increase that confidence, we're going to best ensure the, uh, that uh, these things are apparent. So I'll read from the Second Amendment. Everyone knows this. A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Uh, we, we already talked about this a little bit, but on the floor they were saying, well, like, oh, well, a re- well-regulated militia. That's, that's, already been, that's already been settled. Yeah, yeah, absolutely right, and, and at that, especially at the time period, uh, you could look at that, and, and they meant you know well operating. What right? if we want to start a militia? That's my question. Even as the constitution, <laughs> or as as U.S. code stands right now, and the unorganized militia is everyone I believe under the age, every male under the age of forty, and yes. and above sixteen. I want to say, I, don't quote me on that part, but. They, you are part of the unorganized militia. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it, the unorganized militia is defined in the Constitution. So, and even if it's not not the Constitution, I'm sorry, U.S. Code. Right. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's an important distinction there. But even if it was left out or something like that, they thought of that. They yeah. said, "Hey, the Ninth Amendment, the enumeration in the Constitution of certain rights, shall not be construed to deny or disparage others retained by the people." They had enough foresight to be like, "Hey, this is." targeted at the people they have these rights and and people be like oh look at at the the technology and and what we had there so okay let's say the the constitution is 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 flawed in that well let's look at what we're supposed to look at at the state level is the rhode island constitution so i'll read a couple bits from that so uh section one gives them the right to make and alter the constitution um, they, they go into this a little bit and we declare that the basis of our political systems is the right of the people to make and alter their constitutions of government, but that the constitution, which at any time exists till changed by an explicit and authentic act of the whole of people is sacredly obligatory upon all. So if they wanted to change anything relative to, uh, the holding of arms here in the state of Rhode Island, they should have done a constitutional amendment. They, they should have brought that up instead of trying to put in a, you know, legislation to address that. I, I, my pushback on that would be, you know, rights are inherent. They're not granted by a document. Sure. So you can't take rights, you know, you can't use your ink on paper to take away rights from people. Yeah. Like it just, like, and, and again, I think that goes to the, the law abiding is another term, right? Law abiding citizens, right? 
I'm not abiding by laws that are are unjust, right? I think mm-hmm. uh, we on on Twitter we posted that um, that tweet. Maybe that's a difference between libertarians and Republicans, right? That like you know, Ma- um, uh, uh, Martin Luther King had said, you know, you have an obligation to uh, paraphrase to obligation to um, disobey unjust laws. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's also attributed. I think incorrectly to Thomas Jefferson sometimes, but jury nullification. Uh, yeah. Like it, it was Rosa Par- Parks, you know, should she have obeyed the law? No, she shouldn't have. She did w- the right thing. Um, and you yeah. know, I stand with Rosa. Parks. Yeah, no. Yeah. I, I stand with Rosa Parks. <laughs> so, you know, the, it's an interesting I, thing. I sit with Rosa Parks. Oh, Ooh, <laughs> I like that. There you go. So I, I agree with Mike a hundred percent. I think the angle I was trying to go with there is that they wouldn't have had the votes right? No, for that. Cause yeah. to amend the constitution, you have to bring that vote to the people yeah. in, in the state. Right. So, um, I'll, I'll jump down in the Rhode Island constitution. If you haven't read it, if you live in Rhode Island, please just scroll through it. It's not that big. And, uh, I think it makes more context because when you take an oath of office, you swear to support and defend. And, uh, part of that is actually reading the document. I don't know if a lot of our legislators have actually read this because this section right here, section 22, the right to bear arms. This is all the Rhode Island constitution says. And if there's any conflict ever between the state and the federal, we, as a people here in Rhode Island, we look at the state level constitution and all it says is the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. It's as simple as that. So any piece of legislation goes against that. Section 24, rights not enumerated. State rights not dependent on federal rights. The enumeration of foregoing rights shall not be construed to impair or deny others retained by the people. The rights guaranteed by this Constitution are not dependent on those guaranteed by the Constitution of the United States. So if we take our Section 22 here, right to bear arms, and apply that there, all gun legislation is unconstitutional and at that point should go there, there, there should be no entertaining of that and when it gets introduced that's what should be discussed at committee now at the at the senate point right they kind of diverted off and they just took the result of the house and voted on it right but even at this if i was sitting in a committee i'd go okay what does the constitution say about this because I, I did an oath about this and oh it literally says we can't do this yeah it says we can't do it and they did it anyway. And I am hopeful that it will get shut down at, at, at you know, higher courts. I know that yeah. there is pending litigation. The Supreme Court's got some stuff going on right now that, yeah. that we, we will be hearing from. But, yeah, interesting. Yeah. Do, so since we, we're recording the podcast, which will be a podcast, but we're also live streaming the recording of the podcast, and we've got a comment here. Do we want to do comments on the air as we're recording? or do Let's we do it. You want to, or do you want to do the after show and we can go and... Ooh, I don't know. So we'll we'll do it. We'll we'll, we'll go with this. And I'm gonna, do it live. This is a bait. Like we said, this is our beta. So we're uh, yeah. We'll do it live. <laughs> we need to get that like clip so we can play that. We do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. So this is from Tyler McHale. So we're gonna use your name because you're posting on in public anyway. Um. You don't need to make guns that important in day to day life. Is what they said. Hmm. <laughs> well. Day-to-day life, the security of me and my family is number one priority. So that is above all when I wake up or when I go to sleep, I'm thinking about the safety and security and stability of my family. So 
it is important in day-to-day life. That's my response to that. Yeah, you know, I, I agree with that. I don't I don't think any person other than myself and my wife can determine, you know, what the appropriate level of protection it is for our family. If you decide, I don't want any guns and I'm going to rely on the police, we've seen very recently that, you know, you, you can't bank on the police protecting you. You can't bank on that. And really, and that's, uh, again, with the nanny state, right? You it Inherently, you can't delegate that to somebody else because this is the result that we get at the end of the day. And, you know, I, it, it's written there too, right? So I, 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 it's, and guns aren't a part of my daily life. I think people are talking. Guns aren't, maybe guns aren't necessarily. Yeah. It's an option though. That's it. I shouldn't say that because I, I, I don't know. I'm not thinking about it every day, and and, and I want to address the you know the context of this is is because um, I know I have it, I can rely on it. Yeah. Right. And it's not something that I'll go and I'll, I'll talk to. It's in the news cycle right now, especially in Rhode Island for sure. I, I'll, I'll take it. Maybe I'm sorry. Oh, I was gonna say I was gonna take a different perspective. It sounds like to me like Tyler's uh, uh, kind of uh, has an inferiority complex and uh, is a bit of an authoritarian. Uh, he wants to tell us what we need to take seriously and what yeah, we not need to take seriously. Excellent. Uh, why don't you go ahead and worry about yourself, Tyler, and not worry about what the priorities of another free individual are doing. Um, the implication that people like you have about people that do own firearms is that we're inherently bad people uh, somehow and that just by the fact of us having guns or having guns of a certain nature of, with certain capacity or certain capabilities – uh, that we're also going to take those firearms and then use them on the general public somehow. And that's just simply not the case. Again, statistically, uh, factually, and you know, in every sense of the world, the majority of people who have these types of firearms are law-abiding gun owners, gun owners. And statistically, they are less likely, significantly less likely, concealed carry permit holders are significantly less likely to be involved in a situation where they're going to commit violent crime. So yeah. you're, you're, so the people who are taking this seriously and, and who do take it important and make it an important factor of their everyday life, I am sincerely grateful and thankful to those people who take it seriously because, you know, it's that unknown of the inner large crowd of people that a certain percentage of those people could be armed and are trained and have the ability to use that, that performs a certain sense of deterrent from somebody to committing a lot of these violent acts. And the more people that are, mm -hmm. the times those guns are taken away because of gun-free zones and schools and people have to, you know, before they pick up their kid, have to go home and drop off firearms and everything like that. Yeah. You're creating a less safe environment. This is essentially yeah. is what you're doing. Excellent points. Um, and to your point earlier, Sean, about not, thinking about it day to day maybe it's to certain people certain of us it's instinctual right yeah we, we know that's a tool in our toolkit that that that's an, an option right yeah and again i'm not saying that's the first option right <laughs> like that's oh not, yeah you don't you know, escalate the, you live a life like a certain that. way with situational awareness and all these different things you you, you live your life you know again it's it's it, maybe it's a cultural thing and, yeah. and certain people you know live their life a certain way and it's not about fear either. It's just about awareness and knowing what's a, what your situation is around you. When my daughter, you know, was going to college, we went out to dinner, her and I, just her and I, and I, I told her, you know, one of the most important things you can do as a, a young girl uh, by yourself in a, you know, faraway place is know what's, what, what's around you and mm -hmm. what's going on around you and be aware of what 
what is happening, you know, and don't just bury your head in your phone or your, you know, whatever, just always know what's going on around. And I've raised the kids to that way. We go out to restaurants and we sit down and we play games, right? Okay. So where's the, where's the nearest exit? Okay. Okay. If you go out that door, which way do you have to turn to get to the car? You know, like, you know, it's like knowing these, like just, and you make it fun with the kids, right? Like little, it's like, you know, kind of like Jason Bourne type, you know, a little, um, have a little bit of fun with it, you know? And, but, um, uh, yeah. So uh, that's, I I guess that's what I have to say. (laughs) I want, I want to go back to a couple of Bill's points where he, he said the word deterrence, right? And I think that's very important because we know that the United States is a population that has more guns than people. Right. So I, I think, you know, that level of deterrence just inherently is there. But let's talk about places that don't have it. Let's talk about uh, I think we talked about Australia a little bit during, yeah. uh, on a few podcasts, yeah. right, where they were literally taking their people and putting them in concentration camps, you know, during COVID. Right. And they, they got rid of all of their guns. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, there's there's other cases of this. We're literally sending weapons to Ukraine right now. You know, the fallacy in that, right, is, you know, we're literally sending those types of guns over there to so that they can defend themselves. Untrained civilians. Untrained civilians in the United States of America is just saying, hey, take these guns and defend. And Foreign Legion. People just decided to just uproot and go from anywhere and join the military. And and, and you know what? That's actually, you know, I I, I was thinking about that when the war in Ukraine was starting and everything. You know the the foreign legion is is certainly an option. Like right, I mean, mm-hmm. if if you feel strongly enough about the war in Ukraine and and you have this training and the skills and and the desire to do something about it, by all means, go for it. Like yeah. that's, that's as an like, individual, yeah. if you want to go and help, you know, people will call that a, you know you're a mercenary and all this yeah. stuff. But if you have a a, a, a desire to go, and that's, that's one of my libertarian yeah. positions is, mm-hmm. you know. You see a lot of Republicans and neocons, especially, you know, wanting to, you know, bang, bang on the drum for war. And, you know, I'll also often say that, you know, lace up your boots. Yeah. Put your money where your mouth is. Go. You know, why are you sending other people? You know, why don't you go? You know, that's that's one of those those arguments. Something I want to hit on both of you guys kind of talked about. We've talked about this in past past um, podcasts about guns and it kind of uh, goes on, uh, goes connects to what I initially talked about. Uh, you know, the purpose of the Second Amendment to defend yourself against tyrann- tyrannical government. The the automatic assumption is, oh, you're going to take your gun and you're going to go fight. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. It's a deterrent. Mm-hmm. If we have an armed population, the chances of them going complete, total totalitarian tyrants, you know. Is, is a lot less likely, right? Not gonna, no foreign country is going to invade the United States. If, no, like, chances are that's not yeah. going to happen, but it, it's it's like the, the mutually assured destruction, right? Yeah. Because, Grant, I, I understand that, you know, going up, again, Biden, I think, said this, what are you going to go up against F-16s and blah, 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 and all this other crap? For one, we've got stuck in a, in, in, a, in two wars against goat herders and, and freaking poppy farmers. And again, what's the implication? For 20 years. And what's the implication that they're going to use that on America's but, people? Like, but but set that aside, right? Like, exactly. Yeah. Like, are you going to start carpet bombing and, you know, dropping Moabs on New York and all this other shit? Like, probably no. not going to happen. Not to mention the percentage of the population that is pro-gun, that is also a veteran, that knows how to... You know, knows the vulnerabilities of the material. The, 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 I'm, I'm giving away tactics here. But, <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? 
bottom line is it's more of a deterrent than it is anything else. It's a, it's, it's a unspoken threat that's like, if you get a little wonky, you know, come and take it well, kind in, of thing. In any other aspect of life, like, so if you're operating in business, right. Mm-hmm. And you're operating with a competitor or you, or a supplier or something like that. And that person is completely naive and they're not assertive and they are just kind of, you know, limp wrists, you know, like type person, they're going to get taken advantage of. Yeah. It, it, in order to be successful, in order to be a productive member of society and operating in a place, you need to be a little bit dangerous almost. You need to be able to say, mm. oh, well, hey, I got to take this person seriously. I can't just, you know, step over them. And again, not to say that, like, and not to extend this metaphor to say that if you're in a business dispute that you're going to pull out a gun on somebody or something like that. But the fact of the matter is, is that, you know, it, whether it be protecting yourself with firearms, protecting yourself with, uh, you know, weight training or martial arts or anything like that, is that you're making yourself a less vulnerable state and makes you a better productive individual because you are a little bit dangerous and to your point you were talking about your daughter and i mean that that's uh, women are the perfect example who you know popular to counter uh, to popular belief um you know not all uh women have uh you know the same build as men do uh and that, that's a hot take I, that is a hot take i don't know it's 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 something i've observed generally and i don't like to make generalizations but uh, they have typically have a smaller frame, uh, lighter body mass, and less muscle tone, and uh, are tend to be vulnerable in certain circumstances to uh, stronger males who may want to take advantage of them. And the great equalizer for somebody in that situation uh, might be a firearm if you don't have any other alternative. Yeah. Uh, so again, uh, th- th- we're talking about. Uh, again, you're, you're ignoring the vast benefits in the, the and they, they do this with everything. They, they, they use tragedy and, and outrage and, and, and hyper-focus on it and just completely dismiss and downplay anything else related to the topic. I, I'd like to recite a little bit of a line from my, my son takes karate, right? I, he just got his black belt, actually. So that's oh, great. Kind of, that's kind of cool. But um, the, the, he's been saying a creed since he was, I think, six years old, that, that he's... he's He's 12 now, so he's been doing this for six years. And it's the line goes something to this, if I can remember this. Um, I will uh, never be offensive or abusive, and I will use common sense before self-defense. Yeah. Right? Like, it's, you know, you, it's very libertarian, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> never be offensive or abusive, but you will use your common sense and before self-defense, but self-defense is always an option, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like, so I always, I love that line because I, I think, oh, that's the most libertarian line, <laughs> you know. Um, I've I've heard, but yeah, it's just like uh, um, <laughs> uh, Karate Kid or whatever, Mister uh, mm. Miyagi, right? Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Again, same same principle, right? You're you're very dangerous, but you use it for protection and that's defense right. and yeah. not aggression. Yeah. And that's I think that's what again going back to people who are overemphasizing it, they think anybody that has a gun is going to use it for aggression, and that it's just that's just the natural way. The the funny thing, and I've said this before, and maybe in the, on the podcast and in other conversation, but I've, I've been around guns since, you know, since I was very young all the way up until now. Right. And again, done it in a professional capacity as a, as a military member, as a civilian, like the whole gambit. I've never used a weapon 
in to to, to commit violence except at the behest of the government. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only time I've ever used a weapon, right? As, as at the behest of the government. Right. And, well, and, and it's kind of ironic, right? Like my civilian capacity, I've never, in day-to-day life, I've never had to, I've never gotten, been violent with a weapon. Well, and just infeasibly, no one individual or even group of individuals for that matter has the capability of amassing the amount of arms that the government has, sustaining the amount of resources that it takes to maintain those, you know, those weapons and and the the military that that, that goes around it. You know, if you take government out of the equation, you don't have a lot of the existential threats that are happening across the country. Yeah. And and again, it's this is the the same type of thing. Well, you know, without um, police officers, who's going to you know, it's anarchy, right? It's yeah. like, you know, we, we don't have the, the police taking care of us. And, you know, they, they, this is on a, on a micro level, your town, your, your city, sure. stuff like that. Um, people don't ever look at it from a macro sense. I mean, look what's going on Russia and Ukraine. Ukraine. We talked about it before. We live in an international world that is anarchy. There's no, there's no, nothing preventing. Your day-to-day life is anarchy. Exactly. Like, there's nothing it, stopping anyone from. No. I mean, that's, that's the same thing with, you know, I, I may feel depressed. I may feel, uh, my life sucks and that I, you know, whatever I'm driving, a you know, three quarter ton vehicle down the street and I decide I'm going to cross the yellow line and hit, come on into head on traffic or something like that. It, it like, I, I have the potential to do it. Does it mean that I'm going to do it? Right. No. And if it, if it did mean that, then what does that implication mean for allowing people to drive themselves around in vehicles? Well, hang on a second, because if you're driving across the Mount Hope Bridge, uh, the police are actually installing cameras Cameras. to scan every single driver's license coming and go or uh, license plate coming and going to prevent uh, those types of things. So you'll be okay. Okay. All right. Because there's a camera that is mostly used for quote unquote detecting criminal activity. They're going to put that there. And apparently these are all over Rhode Island. I had no idea until I looked into it a little bit more. So, Oh, yeah, it's okay. Are. We're, yeah, we're definitely are. We, we, we talked about this, didn't we? Yeah. We had a podcast. I'm sure we talked about it yeah. a little bit. I'm going to have to rewatch some of them. Something to, to bring up, I think, to what you're talking about, Bill, was the, the idea that people that say that if you don't have these laws, people were going to go just go crazy and start. Like, you've got to wonder what those people are thinking. Is yeah. that the way they think? Yeah. Like, if, if, I didn't, if I didn't have this restriction on me, I'd go out and murder people. Like, oh. I've murdered exactly the amount of people I want to murder. It's, <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? It, like, if there, was I, no, if there was no law against murder, I still want to go out and murder people. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't I don't make, want to kill people. You don't. You don't need to make murder so insignificant in your life, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> well, I thought I was crazy going through Rhode Island Twitter uh, this last week because I thought, I'm like, damn, I've never killed anybody with my gun. Am I Am I in like, right. a weird fringe statistic that didn't get incorporated into the media? Come on, I join the club shot. It's great. So I wanted to kind of go back to a couple things uh, real quick because, again, uh, again, whatever two a, the 2A stance is no to all this stuff, and really it should have been shot down. And I say that because our, uh, our elected officials take an oath to defend the Constitution, to support it, and not only that, but to make sure that they don't introduce any law. It's actually in our Constitution. Uh, they, they affirm it and give upon the peril of penalty of perjury, right? All of our elected officials have said that they will um, 
either because they will have a free vote the electors of the state of Rhode Island elected she, to she, place uh, uh, perjury uh, <laughs> uh, you know they're supposed to be true and faithful to support the constitution and then you know article uh, 6 of legislative power section 1 constitution supreme law of the state this constitution shall be the supreme law of the state and any law inconsistent therewith shall be void like that's pretty Pretty on point there. The General Assembly shall pass all laws necessary to carry this Constitution into effect. So they failed there. And there's a lot of people that are failing us. So, so Mike, if, if you could queue up, we've got a, a quick uh, clip from uh, our one of our representatives uh, fighting the oh, fight yeah. in, in D.C., yeah. David Cicilline. And, uh, you know, while our legislators are, are fighting this at the state level, he's really carrying the torch. He's been in a bunch of committee meetings. He's been doing the rounds on, on all the different news cycles, and they've been promoting uh, a lot of these different things as well. So uh, it would be interesting to see how David Cicilline, at the federal level, uh, what he thinks about constitutional rights. I'm not sure if the audio is going to, we didn't test this before, but let's give it a shot. Oh, we'll do it live. We'll do it live. Maybe, maybe not. No, let me go to... There, that should work. Anyway, spoiler alert. No, uh, it's not going to work. All right, yeah, yeah, fair enough. So, Wait, but I, you got it, Bill? I, yeah, I queued up. I got it right. Okay. Bill's got it? Okay. Uh, you should be able to go, Bill. Okay. Oh, wait. This is live, live right Doing here. Doing it live, folks. <laughs> Are they? This kind of behavior is never tolerating in Boracua. You shout like that, they, they put you in jail <laughs> right away. No trial, no, no nothing. Journalists, we have a special jail for journalists. You're stealing, right to jail. You're playing music too loud, right to jail, right away. You're driving too fast, jail. jail. Slow, jail. jail. You're charging too high prices for... That's not the one we were supposed to, to go, but it's good. What, this wasn't a clip that you guys were looking <laughs> no, no, no. at? Oh, I'm sorry. All right, I'm sorry. You know, it sounded it pretty <laughs> similar, though. It was a Cicilline clip. Oh, that's what, oh yeah. I thought that we... That's Cicilline, isn't it? <laughs> you right to jail. You undercook fish. But believe it or not, jail. You overcook chicken, also jail. Undercook, overcook. You're making a... <sighs> yeah, that's, that's what he wants, right? You go to jail. Yeah, well, you know what? It, it's pretty much the same. So I'll tell you what. I'll, I'll, issue, I'll issue a. Ch you got it? It was no. It was the the bullshit. The Cic the bu um, Cicilline bullshit. Okay. Look up, look that one up. See if you yeah, see if you can pull that up. But you know, I'll, I'll issue a challenge to folks that are listening or, or watching uh, the the stream here. Uh, if you go to our, uh, I think probably our Facebook and Twitter pages, we did post a link to to this video of Cicilline's thoughts. Spoiler alert, um, it doesn't seem like he is there to defend the Constitution. Yeah, the gentleman from Texas's comment about why don't we just wait till we understand all the facts of Uvalde with some more um, investigation underway. He acted as if we've had oh, two is, shootings in America, two mass shootings, and we're coming to respond to that. We are responding to... Thousands and thousands and Again, thousands to the point I was of bringing up earlier. in this country over the last decade. And so what we're, what have been developed here. Thousands and thousands over the last decade, too. It's again, you're stretching out the span of time. Are developed in response to a gun violence well, epidemic. And the well, idea. Well, the no, I will seconds. not yield. The idea that we should wait 
This guy's such a prick. Well, we can have families that have yeah, lost loved ones who are expecting Congress to respond. Time and the idea, Ooh. as Mr. Roy suggested, wait that we should just wait to find out. We should be respond. We've waited too long already. We failed to, to respond to the cries of people the all across this island. country who have asked and demanded that Congress act. So no, we shouldn't wait. We shouldn't wait another second. We shouldn't wait another yeah, minute, another day. We should hours. act now. The second thing you is my friend and colleague from Colorado just made reference to these, this suite of bills as shallow and inconsequential. Shallow yeah. and inconsequential. I'm gonna go through just a few pieces of this. Ghost guns <laughs> were used in a shooting in Santa Clara, California. This isn't the one clip. This goes on for a while. Yeah, and injured yeah. three others. Ghost guns were used in November of 2017 in Rancho Tehama, California, that eight injured 18 people. The whole entire, yeah, no, it, it, this is, I'm trying to find the actual clip with the actual. He's he, like, I, I, just uh, while, if you're, you're going to keep looking at it, like the, what he's saying is just nonsense, all right? Like ghost guns and, oh, he just said there's been thousands and thousands of shootings yeah. and ghost guns used in one he mentioned. Yeah. How many yeah. people do we have in the United States? And, you know, you can kind of, they, they like to play up the statistics. We could talk about COVID with, with yeah. a lot of this stuff. And again, they, these people are using statistics, to, you know, to, to, to yeah, either paint a narrative. Yeah, and, really and again, we've talked, I've said this, it's kind of become a mantra. We've talked about this in past podcasts, but be, being careful of saying that using statistics, right? Because the second something does happen, yeah, they use that, right? And Lynn, again, I go back to Linda Finn. I, I've been looking at her tweets. There was a concealed carry. I think there was something that happened in Newport recently. There was a shooting or something to that effect. Yeah. Um, and the person was a concealed carry holder. So she used that, right? Yeah. Again, we're not saying nobody, like, the, you know, everybody's a perfect angel. No. The, but, but again, the vast majority of the people are. Right, so yeah. you that's why murder is illegal, right? The act of murder is illegal. You know, why don't you pull it? How up? you do I've... it is irrelevant. That's the end result yeah. is illegal, right? Yeah. There's a great uh, tweet by Bob, the great Bob Murphy. Uh, I think I've got a screenshot of it there. If you want to pull that up, Mike, that pretty much talks exactly um, to to what you were thinking there. Let's see if we can get that up. Yeah, there it is. Yeah, you're right, right? So they should make it illegal to shoot people. <laughs> exactly. And, and, and that's the fallacy here, right? And you, you'll hear people talk about the gun-free zones. You'll hear them talk about this and that. And there are already laws in places so you can't do it. And it's not just from a legality thing, but it's from a moral perspective as well. Bill's got it. Let's go. Let's go. Let, let's this go. is a radical position being offered by our friends on the other side of the aisle. They claim that we should support ensuring that people who are an imminent danger to themselves and others, such that they might commit mass murder. So exactly, they just what we were just talking about, that people who are imminent threats to themselves and other, we should just allow them to be in the world. That just infers that everybody that owns right. a firearm is an imminent threat. Yeah. Have a constitutional right to access a firearm and to deny them that right would quote, trample on an individual's due process and Second Amendment rights. You know who didn't have due process? You know who didn't have their constitutional right to life respected? The kids at Parkland and Sandy Hook and Uvalde and Buffalo and the list goes on and on. So spare me the 
about oh. constitutional rights. Well, the gentleman not be, No, I will not yield. And I'm not going to yield for my entire five minutes, so don't ask again. <laughs> so first of all, these Damn. risk protection for orders. Well, like, like what? The, like, the, the idea, again, that you have the constitutional right to life. For, for one, you don't have a constitutional right to life. You have a right to life. It's not constitutional. It's, it's a right. It's inherent. It's inherent. <laughs> but the fact is you have to defend your life. You have the right to protect your life. That's that's the point, is that you have that right to protect your life. It's it's uh, because you you can't control what others do. Yeah, you you know what I mean. I can't control Bill from jumping across the table and strangling me. Right? Yep, like I exactly. can't. Like it's it. Yeah. You know yeah, what we can yeah. control is the the different oaths that we take. Right. So U.S. Consti- uh David Cicilline, I'll send you a link to this. All yeah. right. U.S. Constitutional. Uh, Article 6, Clause 3, establishes the requirement for the oath of office. In Title 5, Section 3331 of the United States Code uh, Code actually contains that oath. Cicilline, you took this oath. It it reads, I do solemnly swear or affirm that I will support and defend the Constitution of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic, that I will bear truth, faith, and allegiance to the same, that I take this obligation freely, without any mental reservation or purpose of evasion, and that I will well and faithfully discharge the duties of the office on which I am about to enter. So help me God. Right? So this tells me right here, if you're willing to just throw those fucking words around, words have meaning, especially in 2022. And you cannot be a, a, you know, a representative of the people and just say, spare me the constitutional bullshit. <laughs> that's literally in there and we could apply the same metric to some of the state stuff uh especially when our constitution in rhode island is much more in- inherently specific on it on the second amendment and things like that he doesn't want to hear it no one wants to hear you know you know what it's supposed to be here right we got a uh a mess, another comment here from tim oh i was just i was just gonna say too that um you know what other constitutional rights you know are we willing to give up this is what they talk about is this, they say no constitutional right is absolute. That's what the premise is and what the Democrats are selling you right now. So I want to ask the Democrats, is the 13th Amendment absolute? Right. What about the 19th Amendment? Are those the amendments that you care about that are absolute, that I have no compromise on? Because I don't have any compromise on those. I don't have any compromise on any of the amendments. But if none of the amendments are absolute, just let me know how far are you willing to compromise on yeah. the other ones. Wh- well. Which ones are you? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Or are you just picking Pick the and choose a la carte, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we got a, uh, a comment from Tim. I, I'm kind of digging this, right? Um, is he? I, I'm assuming he's referring to when we were playing Cicilline. Is he? Is he talking about last weekend in Chicago? You know, with them really strict gun laws. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So yeah, yeah, but, it, it's it's wild to say, and that's their response to it. Well, we'll just throw more laws in there. We'll put more legislation in there. But again, a lot of this is is very unenforceable, right? All these. Uh, the guns exist already and and the state or you know the, you know the federal government thinks but, they'll they can wave a magic wand and they'll feel really good about it but does it really solve any of the you know issues yeah i guess we'll probably get close to we're an hour and a half here get close to wrapping <laughs> oh, yeah. up but but the idea like well go, going back to ghost guns 3d printed Rhode Island's already passed that law right like it's 3d but the cat's out of the back. You can't yeah. put, and I think we said it on Twitter, you can't put that toothpaste back in the tube. No. <laughs> it's the, you can't stop the code. The code's already propagated. It's, it's out there. All that the code has to do is sit in a hard drive with a printer that sits in your, on, you know, on your desk. 
and then you print little gadgets and little like potato chip bag clips and all this other <laughs> nonsense until you need something yeah. and then you hit print and then you go go with that the parts aren't le- illegal right the barrels the the trigger mechanisms well not yet that maybe that's what maybe again maybe i should shut up and stop <laughs> giving them ideas but, <laughs> ideas but yeah well let's talk about um one last thing before we we we, we i know we're, we're going long but um we talked about all the constitutional rights and everything like that that's important and i don't want to downplay it but think about just this from such an anti small business and anti everything in the state of Rhode Island. First of all, small businesses themselves, um, they are stuck with inventory if they have this stuff. How are they going to sell it? They can't legally sell it after the, the time frame. Um, they have... Nothing's uh, grandfathered in either, so now no. there's a burden on the people that they have to surrender their private property. Yeah. Has, has anybody tried to buy a firearm recently and known the difficulty of actually <clears throat> the, of finding firearms right. and buying them? Now you're going to restrict the amount that you're actually... Uh, able to, to 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 find and acquire. I think you're going to have the opposite effect though, because if you let's say everyone in Rhode Island complies, right, all of them surrender their high capacity magazines. So now their weapons are probably useless. They got to go to the gun store and they got to buy more. Now, if I go to a gun store, I'm probably going to buy a gun. I'm not just buying well, magazines. And, no, that's <laughs> an upper, Yeah. And the last thing I just wanted to bring up because it's, it's a serious issue is that the, the DEM is out um, advertising right now looking for recruiting hunters in Rhode Island uh, and other states, Connecticut, Massachusetts, and everything like that, because um, the, the the sport's dying. It's not something that people, I mean, there's such a, a negative connotation associated with firearms and the yeah. hoops that you have to go through to purchase them and everything like that. Uh, but people don't realize that uh, the fees and the taxes that they collect for uh, firearms, uh, the tax on gun sales. Especially ammunition. Ammunition, yeah. hunting license, fishing license, all goes back to the DEM. And, and it's it, not just for hunting. It no, goes to environmental, environmental purposes. Environmental purposes. And that the, the DEM in the state of Rhode Island's budget is severely, and you know, us being libertarians, we love to see uh, you know budget problems with uh, state government. But you know, in terms of if you're looking for a, a cogent argument about, argument about what... Uh, you know, people put these laws and these taxes and fees in place. And as much as we're against taxes and fees and everything like that, the reason why they did it was because uh, they wanted to protect and propagate the natural beauty of the state and in different areas. And this is across the country and everything like that. Uh, so the the natural consequence of, of going ahead and, and demonizing these, these weapons and, um, and making it seem as if they're inherently bad or dangerous is, is you're going to deprive a lot of people who aren't necessarily hunters uh, from hiking and, uh, you know, natural beauty of kayaking uh, and camping, enjoying the, the, the beauty of the state. And that's just a tragedy in and of, of itself as well, too. So yeah. we've made a lot of points, and I think that's just something that um, it's not something I'm going to argue as adamantly about, uh, for because it's <laughs> increasing right. taxes, yeah. but it is a natural. It's not the mechanism that we would prefer as no. libertarians, but right. it is. A consequence uh, of, of, it, it, of it, this it, Exactly. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. You know, the one tragedy that I do want to put on the record that it is a shame that I lost all of my weapons in a boating accident prior to moving to the state of Rhode Island. Yeah. And is there any truth to I, the rumor that we are starting a charter fishing uh, company <laughs> for Libya? There seems to be a big demand. And we're, we're going to start. You can take uh, your firearms on a three hour tour. 
of uh, the Narragansett, Narragansett Bay. Bay yeah. uh, they have some areas out there, some very deep ge- uh, gullies that go uh, well over 100 feet, and, um, and accidents are not guaranteed, but they may happen. <laughs> they happen. <laughs> they happen. And I, I'd like to say that in, you know my magazines identify as 10-rounders. Okay. So <laughs> you know, uh, you have a sticker on them to say, I know, <laughs> yeah. do not load with more than 10 rounds. Right? No, I've, I've got a, a life <laughs> hack for you guys. You can actually take those non-compliant magazines and turn them into spring-loaded uh, ammo holders. Just a storage, well. a storage. Yeah, you just flip yeah. them the other way, and they're totally compliant because it just stores you know, ammunition so that you can then load into your compliant magazines. And while you're learning all of these great gunsmithing uh, techniques about how to transform your magazines to be compliant with the state laws. They said it's very easy. Make sure you do not use those new skills to modify your firearms in any other way. As oh, well. oh, yes. Okay. Only, only one modification allowed. <laughs> Yeah. I, I wonder if you 3D print a plug that will fit in your magazine uh, to make it oh, a magazine. Wait a minute that's here. Yeah. I think yeah. that might be... We'll have to double check. Is that, that. Is that, uh, can know. you 3D print that? You, you yeah. may be applying with one law but breaking another. Print, print, gun, a print 3D, gun's not money. Uh, what about a 3D, <laughs> com, 3D printed compliant ghost gun? Mm. <laughs> we'll have to look. We'll see. There's got to be a market. Uh, but before we the start bu- to wrap it, it provides. <laughs> before we start to wrap it up, uh, I, I wanted to say because it is timely. Uh, tomorrow is Father's Day, and I wanted to make sure that Bill didn't get out of telling us some of his best dad jokes. Oh, I, oh, oh libertarian dad oh, jokes. Shit. Well, yeah, I, I don't know. So, um, libertarian, uh, you know, it, it is uh, Father's Day, dad jokes, uh, and so um, I, I got to start off with a groaner. Uh, why did the Mexican take antidepressants. Why? For Hispanic attacks. Jesus Christ, Phil. Dude. <laughs> the woke like, army Antifa is like knocking at the door right but now. But I, I get some better ones though because, <laughs> okay. I, you know, everybody's talking about, you know, problems with the gas tank and everything like that. But I went the other day because I had the, the light came out of my tire yeah. and I filled up the air in my tire and you know what cost me a dollar fifty to fill up the air in my tire? You know, talk about inflation. You know, <laughs> oh good. You know, and speaking of cars, yeah, it, it's bad. It's really bad when the value of your vehicle, the Kelly Blue Book value, is determined about how how much gas you have in the fuel tank. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not. Uh, that's something that you got to keep an eye out. And you know, it's getting so bad out there. The inflation and you know the cost of labor is going up yeah. proportionately and everything like that. That even some of the big corporate that are supposedly making all the money, like Exxon Mobil and everything yeah. like that, they had to lay off about twenty-five Congress people, and <laughs> you know, that's a big hit for them because that's you know that's how they get a lot of their. Uh, that's about things. six point three billion dollars yep. worth of yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> yep. And um, you know, I, I, I think I'll, I'll end with this one. You know, I will. Uh, how about this one? So truckloads of Americans are now going to Mexico instead of coming the other way around. And I would go take a picture of it, uh, but instead of a thousand words is only worth two hundred words now. So uh, there you go. So those are libertarian inflation dad jokes. All right. Yeah. Thanks. So uh, yeah, no, this has been our, well our first live stream. If anybody's watching, <laughs> we we had two comments, so <laughs> that's not bad. We've got a few people um, watching right now. Yeah, uh, I think we'll get the process down better, and 
um, go from there. But uh, this won't get out to, there is a meetup. Well, I guess anybody's watching, there is a Libertarian Party meetup for you guys. Are, um, on Monday. On Monday at East Providence Lanes. Yeah, if you're a, disenfranch- a recently disenfranchised Republican, Republican <laughs> um, that it feels like that your party isn't uh, a two-way party anymore. Yeah. I, as I declared earlier, it is no longer. There is only one party in the state of Rhode Island that is supporting unequivocally of your Second Amendment, right? And it is the Unequivocally unwavering, without question. The Libertarian Party supports your right to keep and bear arms. 100%. Absolutely. And, uh, um, yeah, a couple of other things. Obviously, we're doing the live stream, so we're going to you know move on, move forward with this, try to do you know get better, and and um, the podcast you know is the podcast we've been doing good with that. So yeah. um, also content, right? We've had one person reach out to us, um, and I'm in contact. If you want to do, develop content, f- articles, w- written content, at least to start, and then we can move on to video and audio from there. But um, content for libertyri.com, the website. We're looking for people to, to write if, if you're pissed off about, and it doesn't have to just be politics, right? It can be, yeah. it can be about culture, art, music. If you find a band that's singing libertarian music, you know, that that's your new, you know, backwards is a good one. Eric July. And, yeah. um, uh, yeah. So the whole gambit, right. Um, reach out to us and, and you can do that at libertyri.com slash connect. And you can find all our contact information there. Um, Hit us up on Twitter, DM us on the Facebook page, and, and all that good stuff. Yeah. Anything else, guys? I think that's, that's it. it. Just like Mike plugged, though, we do have a Libertarian Party of Rhode Island uh, meetup. Uh, check out the the website there, lpri.us. I think that in the next couple of weeks, things are going to get pretty interesting. So I would uh, uh, definitely stay tuned. The governor's race? Is there something um, that we should... No. Obviously, there aren't. <laughs> We've been talking about it. There's been so many fits and starts with the uh, everything that goes on, but um, it's, it's it's not over yet. We, it, we, yeah. we have we have. It ain't uh, over till it ain't over till June. Yeah. What, what's the deadline? June twenty ninth. Twenty ninth. Yeah. Whatever. So so definitely keep, uh, keep an eye out. Keep an eye out. Sign up maybe, for the newsletters. Maybe we'll have a special guest. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Interesting. Oh, well, that'd be cool. Well, yeah, maybe. Yeah. If it were to happen, it would be cool. It would be cool. Yeah. So if you're if you uh, if you've been watching the current run of Democratic governors, uh, maybe uh, maybe stay tuned. I don't know. Stay tuned for the upcoming uh, road, road cleanup. cleanup we'll be well. doing something oh, very yeah. soon with that. Um, yeah, we're gonna have a good. We we did a trial run again. Another thing we did trial run for uh, back in November. Uh, cold weather's gone. Uh, we had convention and a bunch of other stuff, but we will be having another road cleanup very shortly, and it's gonna be a blast. Yep. Absolutely, it was a awesome. really good time last time. Yep, sounds good. All right, because obviously the, the state doesn't take care of the roads, right. <laughs> or at least we show that you can do it with volunteers. Absolutely. You have to We get a commendation from the governor. Yeah. We're going to have to show that on the camera. I know. Next I didn't time. Yeah. bring it with me. I'll bring it next yeah. time. Let me get it framed. Yeah. <laughs> All righty. This All is right, a good Andrew. one. Yeah. yeah. Th- thanks for putting this together. This is good. And if you guys have any feedback, definitely let us know. I'm looking forward to doing more stuff like this. It was good. fun. All right. Peace out. Stay out. Stay safe. All right. See you next time. You've been listening to the Rhode Island Liberty Report. Be sure to check us out at libertyri.com.